Isaiah 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, because of the because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout, lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Well, what kind of a year was 2019? Certainly a troubled year. There's almost an A to Z of unrest as you look around the globe. Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, all the way down to not quite Z, but Venezuela. And then uh, Hong Kong isn't going away. The trouble between them and China remains. Pakistan. Spain, across Europe, across the UK, to say nothing of Syria, uh, with Turkey sweeping into the north, even now as we meet, and the lid coming off in Lebanon at last, uh, as the Lebanese young people particularly express their utter frustration at corrupt leaders and corrupt systems and long for something better. It's been a troubled year, and those troubles are likely to continue. It's also been an expensive year. Uh, I found a, a calculation of uh, how much it would cost this year if you did, in fact, buy everything that was on 12 days of Christmas. It comes in at around £29,000, which is roughly the cost of the average wedding at the moment. Um, the seven swans alone... Uh, came in at £10,061.17, no less. And remember, they belong to the Queen. And she said in her uh, Christmas message that it had been a bumpy year. <laughs> if you fly, you know 
that when the pilot says there will be a few lumps and bumps along the way, we're expecting some light turbulence. This is code for terror in the air. It's fabulous for pilots. It's rubbish for passengers as you hold on for dear life. It's been, she said, a bumpy year. Of course, uh, bumpy in her own family, perhaps. But I think uh, clearly warning and challenging the nation and the Commonwealth. Last year, she called for unity. This year, she calls for reconciliation. And as we move into the 20s, we now have to work out the choices that we've been making. What will they mean? Where will they take us? Where will we find our place in the decade of the 20s? One dimension of that is the technology dimension. Microsoft's Brad Smith and Carol Ann Brown posted on LinkedIn a day or two ago. We begin the 2020s with 25 times as much digital data on the planet as when the last decade began. Six of the 10 images of the areas of concern and challenge as we move into this next year and this next decade concern digital dimensions of the future. And they say technology innovation isn't going to slow down. The work to manage it needs to speed up. How shrewd a comment is that? We can do so many things. Should we? How should we? Why should we? When should we? Those will be the questions for the managers. And it's going to be more demanding than ever for those in any kind of business or public service or even church leadership as we steer through these challenges. In a world where some still resort to bombs and rockets to solve, they feel, their issues. While the managers and the leaders will face challenges, it's the teenagers who are going to push them more and more. Their concern about climate, and we have a guest here today uh, from Kyoto. How uh, appropriate is that, that you are here amongst us today? Climate and trade and economy, security of all kinds, data, if you are on the honours list, we know your address now. And health, of course, to say nothing of the usual education and social concerns we have. What was it uh, we sang over Christmas? The hopes and fears of all the years are met in you tonight, Christ. Oh, Jesus, be with us. Many hundreds of years before Isaiah was on to the case, his chapter 39, if you have time later to read it, is a dire prediction for God's people of exile and loss. That's going to be the consequence of the choices that they've been making. Their leader, Hezekiah, had stopped trusting God, done some amazing technological building 
to guarantee the water supply into Jerusalem, but made a disastrous call politically and militarily by hooking up with the Babylonians, the superpower of the day. The result, God's people were displaced. They were removed there. In a real sense, they got what they wanted. You want Babylon? Right, you can go there and you can be there and you'll be 800 miles from everything that you know and trust in. They lost their place in their world. It was a dreadful mistake Hezekiah made. And it left his people with lots and lots of questions. Who's in charge now? Where have those amazing promises to Abraham and King David about a future, a place, being God's special people in the world, where are they now? Have they been cancelled? Have they disappeared? Can we recover? Can we ever get back to our place? Can we ever get back to trusting in God rather than the current superpower? But no sooner is this warning over in chapter 39 than Isaiah is told to bring messages of good news. Isaiah is in his early 70s now, by the way, and this will be from 40, chapter 40 to chapter 66, the end of Isaiah, the very best of his ministry, his most fruitful time, his most fabulous involvement with God's people and the globe beyond. And he gives us three voices here in Isaiah 40, all of which line up to show us that the judgment of chapter 39 is not the last word. Comfort, comfort is the first voice from verse 1 to 5. It's good news. It's gently spoken. It's simple. It's powerful. It's, as we say, not just for Christmas. It's for every day, for every place, for all time, and, as we'll see, for all people. This is Emmanuel, God with us. This is Jesus, God's rescuer, who will fulfill this. The good news gently spoken says in verse 2, your hardship is over. Your sins are forgiven because of what God is doing. It says literally that he's paid double for your sins. It means that he's done the matched funding. You give a thousand, he gives a thousand. He matches and the, the fund can grow. Your sins are matched by God's mercy. This is good news, gently spoken. A fabulous message for people living in a world that for them was shattered. You're coming home. One day to the place, yes, but much more significantly, you're coming home to be in the Lord, with the Lord. Wherever you live, he will be Emmanuel to you. So get ready, says Isaiah verse 3 to 5. Prepare the way. God himself is coming. The deal he made way back in Sinai, centuries before, still stands. You are still 
his people. And he still has purposes for you. And what he does for those special people, now we see as Isaiah expands this, God is doing for the whole world. Which tells you that this chapter, this vision, is not just personal for me and for you on our own. It's for the nation. It's for the globe. And together we're invited to make better choices now with God Emmanuel with us. Of course, our culture, as I suspect Isaiah's too, puts us under pressure to keep it to ourselves. It's personal. It's private. We're glad you have faith, Isaiah. We're glad you're trying to make sense of it, God's people. We're glad you are Christians in the churches. It obviously helps you. Clearly, you need help, but it obviously helps you. But please, please keep it to yourselves. Don't bother us. Don't say it's for everyone. Don't say if it's true, it must be true, and therefore it must change society. Don't say that it's for all of us. Just say that you're enjoying it for yourself. And uh, we have sometimes increasingly felt pushed to the edge. Yet from that edge comes the possibility and the prospect of change. How's this change going to happen? What's the engine for it? Well, here is the second voice, which you see in verses 6 to 8. God's word is reliable forever, even though we don't last forever, plainly so. I'm hearing of families over Christmas who have suffered loss. I'm hearing of others who are receiving diagnoses that will not give them long in their 70s, perhaps. It seems too soon, even then, for us. Isaiah says, the word of our God rises up forever, literally. Stands up to be counted. It's a nice phrase. Certain to be fulfilled as God is involved and God takes action. So the implication is this. Let's be ready, as he said at the beginning, and let's be ready to make sure that this word is known. This God is known. Often on my journeys, uh, I find uh, fascinating conversations develop. Sometimes they don't develop at all, but sometimes they run and run and run for the whole journey. And uh, often I find people uh, saying, yes, 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 I don't believe in God. And uh, usually the, the best question at some point there is to say something like, will you tell me about the God you don't believe in? And it, it turns into a very interesting conversation, because guess what? I don't believe in that kind of God either. Isaiah is revealing to you here and beyond the character of God, the nature of God, what matters to God, God's priorities, what's on God's heart, what God longs to see amongst us, but also across the world and in all societies. Whatever kind of year they've had, whatever kind of year they're going to have now, this will be the engine for change and hope 
and transformation. We need to make sure that it's known, that it is out there, and that the truth of God is spoken and demonstrated in the way that we live. In the, the images from those Microsoft leaders I mentioned earlier, the second one is about defending democracy. The third one is about journalism. And the sixth one is about digital safety. There's a tide of communication, a tsunami of information, and a riptide of fake news. And in that context, Isaiah presents to us at the turn of the year, something that is true, someone who is real and utterly reliable and is way beyond our capacity to live. The second voice, God's word, reliable forever. Well, what's the third? You see it in verse 9 to 11. The third voice brings great news. We have it, and we're experiencing it, but now we want to bring it, and we want to share it with others. And, of course, this is getting more and more difficult in what somebody has called the heads-down generation. <clears throat> Everybody's heads are down, even over meals together, especially on journeys together. Even while you're watching the telly, the real challenge for the advertisers is to get the second and the third screen in the room. That's the one they're really aiming for. Uh, we're a heads-down generation. Isaiah says, lift up. Lift up your voice. Verse 9, don't be afraid. His arm, verse 10, the arm of God is strong, and it means he's personally involved. Therefore, you have got something to shout about. He has a reward for what he's doing, the work that he's doing. The wage he earns, the work that he's doing, is to build a community of people who will lift up their voices, who will demonstrate by their words and their life and the way they spend their money and the decisions they make what it is to follow God in the 2020s. He earns this community of people who he's rescued, and he holds them in his tender care, as verse 11 tells us. I've made one New Year's resolution this year. I don't make many. Helen makes many lists, and she'll tell you she loves New Year's resolutions. I'm, uh, I'm not so good at them. I'm not very good at keeping them. But I have one resolution, and you can hold me to this. As I hand over in my mission world in the Middle East to a new mission director on the 1st of January, I will talk less about Egypt. But it isn't the new year yet. <laughs> Two standout images sustain God's people in Egypt and have done from the beginning. They were in at the start. We came late to this party of the gospel spreading. But uh, Mark came, Mark probably a Libyan, came and brought his gospel to Alexandria in the north. And it fanned out across Egypt at the time. They have two standout pictures that encourage them in their faith. 
and they're both here in Isaiah 40. First, the Lord ascended, seated on his throne above the universe, holding the symbols of power and authority and the word of God with authority and power. You may trust him, whatever else is going on here. That's the thrust of that first image. But he's not just high up, in charge, above. He's here with us, alongside us, among us, for he is the good shepherd. That's verse 11. He's the one who recovers his people. He's the one who rescues us from our poor decisions. He's the one who carries us over his shoulders. He's the one who cares for people close, involved, alongside. Jesus uses Isaiah's pictures to shape his ministry. And with the Queen's challenge in mind, with Isaiah's pictures in place, it turns out that we as the people of God have the keys to the reconciliation that she spoke of. And our calling this year, our calling this decade, is to make sure this news is heard and known and by God's grace understood to make sure that Isaiah's voices are heard in 21st century, 2020 Scotland and across the globe. There are many initiatives this year that we'll hear about, no doubt. Invite 2020, the Alpha and Evangelical Alliance initiative. Make this the year to invite people to hear Make this the opportunity. Alongside that, the Bible Society of Scotland has Bible 2020. It starts on January the 1st. Uh, Over 85 countries involved now. It was the brainchild of Fiona MacDonald, whose name you'll know well if you've been here for a while. And she dreamed about how could we get God's word out there, out loud, in public, in our own languages, in our own places. There's the challenge. Put it on the video wall. Put it on the app and encourage God's people all over the world to put this word out there to make it heard and known. Isaiah shows us here that even in our greatest frailty, our greatest failure, our poorest decisions, our most grievous sins and foolish mistakes, None of these things can defeat God's purposes for his world. He never calls back the word he has spoken. No border or authority can stop it moving. Christmas here has been a truly wonderful time with all the events and the activities and the opportunities. These voices that we've been hearing, they bring us to wonder. They bring us to worship the public speaking and trusting and bringing that Isaiah brings to us. And with those things, we will, we believe, find that God brings 
reconciliation. Amen.